Welcome to The Local Podcast, a podcast about all things local, brought to you by Charlene Comerford and Justin April. What is up? And welcome to uh, episode 149 of The Local Podcast. I am Justin. Um... I'm just going to give you a rundown on what we did today. We just went to Mural City Coffee, Charlene and I, and met up with Walter Hill from the United Way. Um, talked about some of the programs that they have going on and different ways to get involved. And then Bob Woodall actually showed up for a brief moment, and we talked about their, um, their Feel the Love program campaign thing. Where they um they give away and install a free air conditioner for people in the community that uh I say people plural uh for one individual household where maybe there's multiple kids in the house or there's a lot of philanthropy going on or maybe whoever lives there just does more for the community and puts other people before them and just has kind of neglected their own comfort for the sake of others um so it's a really awesome program anyway talk about that for a little bit um yeah this episode is brought to you by hot's deli um always baked at 420 hot's deli has always been a huge supporter um you can click back through different uh different ridiculous episodes including any christmas episode and uh you're liable to get some laughs out of the hot's deli um posse that we've got over there um Another one we just had come on is Sam Harper. Um, I don't know if you remember a few episodes back, we had her and her husband come on and talk about sweet treats and talk about um, all the different all the different things that uh, Sam has done and is doing with her confectionery wizardry over at Mr. Coffee Bean um, and even setting up wholesale places. So be on the lookout for um, Sam's Pastry LLC. Follow them on Facebook at Sam's Pastry LLC. Follow Hot's Deli at Hot's Deli. And last but not least, um, Well Rooted uh, has always been a huge supporter of this show and is now a sp- official sponsor. Um, go check them out at GetWellRooted.com for any and all of your CBD needs. Um, their staff is super knowledgeable over there. And yeah, super clean place. Gorgeous on the inside and super comfortable people to be around. So be what's happening. Hit up those sponsors and check out episode 149. Yeah, I love that. Definitely like pulling the pin on a grenade and just, you know, I'm sorry, here you go. <laughs> Oops, I forgot to throw it. Welcome I just set it down on the table. <laughs> 150, 149. Is it 149? We're about yeah. to find out. I know we, uh, I think you're right because the mayor was 148. We talk a lot of shenanigans about it being one, f- yeah, 149. Right on. Probably. Good job. Look at you. No, I'm still guessing. I haven't looked it up. Yeah, 148 was. I like this uh, setup down here at Mural City Coffee. That's good. I feel like I should have brought headphones for everybody though, because it's a lot easier for me to converse than it probably is for you. I'm all right. All right. I mean, I don't want I'd, you to be like. That's a loose term for me today. Speak. I don't want you to be like, speak up. And I'm like, but then it just sounds like a little microphone. <laughs> I don't need that. That Those three listeners will go running. <laughs> so what's up? What, what's up, Mural City? Nothing. Probably. What's going on? This is so nice in here. Yeah, dude. They uh, Even with the social distancing. They hook like, it up. I yeah. mean, during the day, though, like, it's not really, it's not hard to social distance here during the day. No. I love their setup, though. I yeah. don't feel like I'm in Dothan, Alabama when I'm in here. No. At all. That's the dream. I feel like I'm in Seattle, but I've also never been to Seattle, so I don't really know. Sure. If you live in any city at all, anywhere on the planet, your goal should be, let's make it not feel like Dothan. Yeah. That'll be successful. A hundred percent. I'm just joking. I got to quit talking. And I remember gotta when. I got to quit talking so much shenanigans about this town. <laughs> I know. Uh, I remember, too, when they came in. Yeah. Um. Gina and Darren, mm-hmm. who own Mural City Coffee Company, they came in and it was a hope and a dream. They had just bought the building. Yeah. And now it's here. They're doing it. It's incredible. 
If you haven't been to um, Mural City Coffee Company, I highly suggest you that you do that. Hit it they up. have a whole tea bar, like a fantastically full tea bar. I don't know anything about teas. Do you? Uh, I can spell tea. If you don't need me to spell the word tea, I, I can say the letter tea. <laughs> oh, I can read it. There you go. T E A 33. So nice. It's just so well <laughs> decorated. It's yeah, dude, they're really collect. They like they actively go out and collect um cool an- things. Yeah, antique furniture and stuff. Like, I don't know if you've seen the meeting space upstairs. No. But it's all like I did a photo shoot with um the 105.9 dudes last year. We shot it up there, and the downside to that space is because all this right here, uh, above like the T bar, just in front of the T bar, because all that is open. Oh, you can hear every bit of chirping and down from down chatter. Here. Yeah, especially if you got a bunch of hilarious like hip hop DJs that are just roasting each other. Dude, one dude in this photo shoot told the other one he looked like a black Captain Crunch. <laughs> Because he he's wearing an ascot. He was like, do you look like a black Captain Crunch? I, I didn't think I was going to be able to leave. That was such a fun shoot. Um, yeah. That was the cover, I think, of... Yeah, Dune, I remember maybe? that. Yeah. That dude, that radio station has so much going on. Like, between... They just do so much stuff. Like, I think they are affiliated with a pool hall somewhere in town, and they do this thing called Eight on the Break. Really? Yeah, and then they do um, their throwback Thursdays are pretty off the charts. Um, what station is it? 105.9. It's a small hip-hop station I can't here. even tell you the last time I listened to local radio. That's the only station I have. I've got that in NPR. And I'm like, but I listen that's to NPR not a daily. It's probably not a surprise that that's the only channels I really subscribe but, to. But like, I don't think I've turned my car onto the radio what? since. Dude, all you're going to get is ever. bad news. It's just bad news. All the time. Except for this station that you're talking about. Yeah. What's the name of it? Be it's my vibe, but 105.9. 105.9. I got some plosives pull out of this thing. I'm not going to lie to you right now. I'm so hungry. I'm nauseous. Oh, go get some snacks. I did. They're, I'm waiting for my name to be called. Get some snacks. I ain't never going to hear them call anybody's name. Um, no, you're not. I can, though. I will hear my name when it's called for a snack. No. What you been doing up? Well, I mean, what have you been up to like? last couple weeks i don't even want to tell you what i did yesterday i'm really ashamed of it uh, honestly that's a solid opening <laughs> i'll be honest with you so i uh that's went, walter right there is it yeah do you want me to tell you my terrible story like i'm super we can't after he leaves not proud of it we'll hang out for i mean what'd you do like <laughs> fart in your hand and feed it to tim i worse no that's uh, that's also his wife that he's standing next to. Oh, down there? Yep. Melanie Hill. Shout out Melanie Hill. Very cool. Is she going to call my name for my snack? Doubt it. <gasps> yes. Oh. Ah, uh, that's mine. Oh, man. I think. Here, be Did a she good, point at you? Or be you? a decent host and introduce yourself when he walks over here. Are you going to keep this right, plain? What's up, Walter? It's um, a beautiful day in Dothan, Alabama. It's a beautiful day this morning. Um, Walter Chill is here. Yes, yeah, yeah, so exactly. Me, everybody, meet Walter Chill. <laughs> Have you heard that ongoing thing that I've been doing for years? I just did it. Yeah, I. When I first, when you fu- first came on to my radar, I think you liked something that the local put up, the Wiregrass local put up, oh, yeah. and I kept asking my wife, I was like, "Who is Walter Chill?" <laughs> and she was like. I don't think you're pronouncing that right. And I was like, dude, what are you talking about not <laughs> pronouncing it right? It's How else can you pronounce it yeah. right? And so she later told me, I was like, I'm pretty sure his middle initial is a C. Yeah. And, cor- uh, no, actually, one of my wife's best friends from college, the first person that did that. And uh, we were in Nashville visiting with him, staying with him. And she saw my Instagram. And then that's her family all calls me Walter Chill now. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it kind of just it sticks yeah, exactly. to it. Well, he told me hey we're interviewing walter chill and i'm like awesome and then you sat down i'm like hi walter chill yeah didn't even well in college my fraternity brothers tried to uh nickname me the big chill i put a a stop to that i did not like i just didn't like it i understand that nobody wants what ended up being your nickname Uh uh-oh uh buzzy that's not bad. Fuzzy? Buzzy. B-U-Z-Z-Y. Now my niece and nephew call me Uncle Buzzy. It's 35 years later. Oh, my gosh. Because I got my first haircut in college, and it went from 
not not long, but longer than usual to re- yeah. to really short. And somebody said, "Oh, you have a buzz cut," and then and then it just it's stuck. Yeah, I mean, I would get Christmas cards from college friends addressed to Buzzy. I mean, that's how that's what everybody called me. It was a small school, so yeah. Where did you get, go to college? Spring Hill College in Mobile. Very I small school. Have you heard of it? <laughs> no, not at all. It's a very, I mean, we had about a thousand students when I graduated. Now I think they're up to 12, 1300. Good Lord. So, so yeah. they haven't grown much. Yeah, no. And, and it's just a, I mean, it's landlocked. And so I don't think they want to grow a lot. I mean, I, you know. Yeah, you don't want to overload the infrastructure. Yeah, I mean, the, is, uh, yeah, they'd have to raise a lot of money to build a lot. And so I think that's their, you know, I mean, maybe get to 1500, but probably in the next five to 10 years, not anytime soon wow that's small school it's very small yes what was your major business administration me too okay because i was trying to figure out what i wanted to do (laughs) yeah i my i think my my senior thesis was basically on what am i doing here like what have i made this poor decision so i ended up dropping out of college almost immediately okay i was not a great student well i was pre-law for a few weeks maybe first semester but uh Mm, no, that wasn't for you me. You changed that pretty quick. Oh, yeah, like before Christmas break. <laughs> I realized when I was a, a younger gentleman that I needed, I don't know if it, if it was that I needed to, but I just wandered constantly. That's how I took everything in. That's how I learned stuff is just trial and error and like reading a book and then applying that. That's a great not, way to learn. Yeah, that was not my way, though. Like I couldn't just read a book and be like, all right, well, you here's the steps. Like, I can rock a cookbook all day long, and we'll get to that with you and Walter's Diner in a little <laughs> bit because I'm very interested in what's going on in that kitchen. But, um, yeah, it was just like get on the horse and fall off until you re- figure out a way that you don't fall off. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm probably better for it. Not than anybody else that goes to regular school because that sounds ridiculous. Well, but I think it, it no, makes my lesson. Regular people. school, college, everybody's not built the same and oh, the yeah. same formats. You know, I applied to large, very large universities. But then once I got into Spring Hill, I was actually, my oldest brother went there. But we're 21 years apart. Oh, I was wow. born the summer before his senior year of college. So we oh, never lived together. Yeah. My. But Your parents... We're at the finish yes, line. Same, same mom and dad, all seven children. But, <laughs> uh, but um, are, there, are there kids younger than you? Or you no, the I'm last the youngest. <gasps> no, they had to keep doing it until they got it perfect, and then you stop. Oh, then you yeah, stop. There you go. Knock it out of the park. <laughs> of but no, I was actually, I applied my junior year to college. And then once I was, I was the first person accepted to my, end up being my graduating mm-hmm. class. So once I was accepted, I never applied anywhere else after that. I had applied some other places, but I knew that's where I was going. Yeah. And end up being senior class president. Spoke at my college graduation. It was awesome. the it was the right fit for me. But a small school is not right for everybody. Yeah, because it's very small. <laughs> right. Yeah. But the same could be said for large universities aren't for everybody exactly. too. And then that's also difficult if you want to like you're in classrooms with 200 people and you certainly don't want to raise your hand and ask because no. I did that too. And that's <laughs> not easy. Intimidating. Right. It's very intimidating. You just become the presenter at that point. Yeah, I feel yeah, exactly. like I'm going to take, take the floor now. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the wheel. I'm going to steer this class from, for the next two minutes. It's going to make so no sense from now on. Yeah. I was always the worst about asking questions about things that happened like 20 minutes ago. Uh, like, can we go back to that periodic table? Talk about why K is not, why it's not potassium instead of potassium. Yeah, I was much quieter and I didn't ask a lot of questions. I would have been the one to ask the professor after class was over. Yeah. <laughs> I had a chill while you're still sitting here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, we let the bell rang four hours ago. Why are you exactly. still asking me these questions? I bet. I was as long like as that. you're not the person when the teacher says, um, if nobody has any more questions, you can all go now. That's not a good time to have a question. Right. No. That's not the person no, because then everybody's be. has your, their eyes are daggers. In you. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I had a couple of years where I got to ask questions through the summer because I was not a great student. I've always been a huge <laughs> fan of just joking around and having the best time at any given turn. And, uh, yeah, teachers hate that when you're that real good at it. Just keep disrupting no, it. Yeah, because they, their career is they're in charge. I know. Now, it may be in charge of 25-year-olds sure. or, or a room full of seniors, but whatever, they're, they're in is. charge. I told Bob we'd be Bob there. Bob Woodall's in the house. How you doing, sir? You have an empty nest. It is awesome. I believe it. That whole week we've had dinner out of seven days, 
Yeah, you want to split a mic? Bob Woodall just showed up. We're going to turn this into a five-piece band. What's up, Bob? It's awesome. You doing all right this morning? What are we doing? I've never You're just talking this. into that box right there in Do front I of you. Do I use my radio voice? Yes, always use a radio You have a radio voice? No. <laughs> I mean, you need one. I have a radio I, face. I have a radio face, too. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that problem. I, these masks have been real convenient for me not wanting to brush my beard in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> just throw a mask on and blame it on that. Awesome. I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here. Hello. Hey. Walter, you're one I, of my favorite heroes, brother. This, you're this needs to be the show right here. I'll just let you guys run it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bob and I go way back. I first met Bob in the late 80s. Uh, yeah, I, I was just a child then. <laughs> and me too. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably 30 back then. I don't remember. I'm old now. You guys both do a boatload of good for the... Uh, the community here in Dothan, Alabama. Um, I'd like to get your takes on favorite things and things that you would, uh, favorite things to be involved in. How about that? You're asking me? I'm asking both of you guys, so whichever wants to go first. Go ahead. Anything United Way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a couple reasons. Um, Which, by the way, Walter is in charge of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I would say that if Walter wasn't here. Oh, and, he, sure. and he knows that. He's a um, former campaign chair of ours, so. Um, for a business owner, small business owner, and you know, we've been blessed and gotten to a decent size now that I still, we're still a small business, yeah. but um, it's a incredible way. Everybody, I think, in business generally wants to give back. Mm-hmm. They, wanna, they wanna help their community, and especially when you don't have a budget, when you don't have a budget or you don't have a lot of money or you're not generating that much revenue, and you, what can you do? Yeah. You, your, your sweat equity, your time, or whatever. But United Way give, it's an opportunity. Everybody's hitting you up for whether it's a school function mm-hmm. or some charity or something that's near and dear to everybody's heart. Well, the United Way is an honest way. If you give, it doesn't matter how much, then you can feel. You know where those dollars are going. You know where the dollars are. And I'm going to say feel the love, and maybe I'll talk about feel the yeah, love in a minute. But too. you feel this gratification and that you've done something for somebody, even if you really don't have a whole lot of money. Yeah. And so um, how, many, how many? 39 partner thir- agencies. I think when I was chairman of this year, there was 34, 36 or something. But there's 39 charities, and you can honestly, genuinely say when you give a dollar, you're helping. Yeah. So – Anything United Way, I think, answers your question. Oh, for sure. Walter, what's your favorite stuff around? Well, I mean, United Way is my career. This is my 18th campaign we're in in right now as CEO. So, obviously, I love it and I'm passionate about it. But what I love is anything about the community. uh, My wife and I support the community. For instance, Foster Fest, we were there when it started, when you literally could stand in front of a business on North Foster, on the 100 block, because that's the only place anything was happening, and look both ways and count the number of people that were there. We were, and I kept telling people, keep coming, keep coming. It's going to grow. And then it kept growing. 2008, 2009? Oh, I don't remember that when it was but uh and then same with the mardi gras we were we went to the we've only missed one of the mardi gras parades and i was in a mardi gras society in mobile for two years and so, and i've been to new orleans mardi gras dothan's not trying to compete with those two yeah. never will be doesn't need to but it is fun this year we had a blast at the mardi gras parade and happened to be with friends that have uh the time i guess a four and a two and a half year old and it was hilarious because they were so different. The girl, everything had to go in her bag that they brought to put her stuff in. Mm-hmm. She didn't even want to put her necklaces on at first. Had to know it goes in the bag. The little boy, all he wanted was the candy. And he didn't want it to go in a pocket, a bag. He wanted to go in his mouth. Right <laughs> but same with the first year we stood in front of KBC watching the Mardi Gras parade. And you could count the people on Foster Street. Mm-hmm. It was a really good crowd. But you could, it was still small compared to now. And now you have to get there early to get a spot, which is awesome. People that's, get there an hour earlier than that's you, the parade. Which is, yeah. That's one of the, I mean, everybody always talks about assets that our area has, and the people are like at the top of the list every time. Yes, you just have to, when things are new, 
if we want them to survive, whether it's a business or an event, we have to support it. You can't, don't wait till it becomes the popular yeah. event. Support it in the first couple of years uh, or it won't be here in five or ten years. It can't last. A little side note to the parade that we tell friends when people find out about it and say, well, where, where do we go watch it? <laughs> well, you really have a couple of opportunities now. Go to a, one of the churches, um, Evergreen um, uh, Calvary, uh, the Episcopal Church, First Methodist, uh, First Methodist mm-hmm. and set up there. If you don't know anybody, no, no, no friends in the neighborhood, and watch it when it goes by. Then get in your car and then come <laughs> downtown. downtown. Yeah. And 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 then there's adult fun afterwards. So you, you you get everything for the kids. Plus there's things for us grown up kids. Yeah, and it's really fun because uh, the family I was with, my wife was out of town, so I was with the family with kids and all. They were telling everybody later, they said, you need to go watch the parade with Walter because he knew somebody on every float. <laughs> and some floats, we think he knew everybody. And so they were showering us with stuff. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I, t- I kept saying thank you because you can't always tell who it is. Now, I knew Bob Woodall when he yeah. came by on his yeah. float. Yeah. But some people with behind their mask, you can't tell who they are. And they're calling my name out, and I'm catching and waving and thanking them. But it's, it's a blast. And it's a couple of hours one day a year. I feel invisible when I'm in the parade, and I don't know how everybody knows who I am. I, I, I don't You're know. Not oh, I'm not. No. Don't you I, wear the same suit every year? Well, I wear a. Um, Bob, everybody in Dothan knows you on the float. Well, but, but I still feel invisible, and it's fun. You can feel I invisible. Get to be but me, you're the probably the me. least invisible. Exactly. The float turned the corner. We were at Calvary Baptist Church this year. The float turned the corner. I'm like, there's Bob and Carla. Yeah, we were we're on the Soul Train and um, Soul Train knows how to party. The Soul sure. Train, I think we've got one, two, three, four, five, six or seven peanut wagons that we've um, <laughs> modified. We've got Dave Geiler of Premier Entertainment Group that, um, and I a shout out to Jared Tyree too. We got oh, yeah. we got two incredible guys that do sep- similar things, but um, but they're separate and and they're friends and we all get along, but. Um, it, and we got Bill Durden, who um, is like the DJ, and he he amps it up. And he didn't throw any stuff hardly for uh, playing the music the whole time. He's the best hype guy. He's yes, he is awesome. And, and so, so he really is. We've got smoke coming out of the engine. We we you just you just need to check us out. You need to check. But the whole parade is incredible. But the Soul Train, we won the float award the first year and now i mean we don't try to win we just try to get better and have more fun and it's just fun i feel like my float won most creative i think isn't that a real thing yeah somebody voted most creative only because we've already won the real (laughs) thing bob's not competing with you anymore i'm not competitive yeah there's only there's only room on on that podium for one yeah Uh, Uh, so yeah you guys are both Heavily involved. I said actually, I sent Walter the um, the Field of Love campaign information last week, and uh, in hopes that sure through the United Way we could find uh, qualified nominees. So, with the for everybody listening that doesn't know what the Field of Love project is, every year Bob Woodall Air Care Systems and Lennox Air Conditioning tag team this project where they do a lot of philanthropy. They reach out to somebody in the community that does typically more for everybody else than they do for themselves, and maybe they need. A comfort system for their house, like air conditioning system or a heat or whatever it needs to be. And um, yeah, Bob and the company, they donate all their time and Lennox donates the equipment. And generally, it's a great time. Last year, I had a blast taking photos with you guys. Yeah, last year, um, well, this is something Lennox started a few years ago. Last year was our first year to participate. And you can go on our. Um, company facebook page or instagram bob would all uh, air bob would all air care systems i guess google call bob <laughs> google me or just call me or just call me <laughs> but um but what it is is in, in linux does this um throughout the country there's dealers we're a, a dave linux um dealer uh premier dealer and um, every dealer doesn't participate, but we do. But what we do is we, we reach out in the community to ask people to submit names of people that are deserving and they need a break. Maybe um, every, we all need a break, but, 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 it, but a lot of people live in homes. Um, 
maybe their air conditioner or heater is messed up, torn up, it's old, it's worn out. Maybe um, a lot of people have their units and they couldn't afford to get them fixed, so they went and bought a window unit or something of that nature, or a little space heater. So there's a way to go on and submit names. Um, reach out to us. You can go to fieldoflove.com, but you can also uh, hit us up on, on social media. You can find us. And and I forget the exact date where we cut it off. Uh, it's the 30th, actually. This Friday right. is the last This day This for- Friday, so we got the rest of the week. We've had several folks already nominated and then we go through a process Linux does and then we pick a name and a family deserving last year um, the the family I think was in was Ashford in the Ashford area and it was a single mom that had a house full of kids and they had not had air conditioning all summer uh, and it was so hot and and it allows us our employees we probably had 25 employees that showed up on their own time uh, Linux sent sent us the indoor unit. We paid for the outdoor unit, and we paid um, for all the supplies and all that kind of stuff. And it was just uh, it was just so heartwarming. This mom had tears in her eyes. They're little kids. And one of the other things we did, I, uh, Cal and I, my partner Cal Turner, we said, you know, we did a little research on the com- on on the family. And there was a, a couple of teenage boys, and we rode by, looked. They didn't have a basketball goal. So we went and bought a basketball goal. We put it together, set it up, and, and Cal used to play basketball. He's, he's got a great jump shot. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he's from Bruton. He was across Murder Creek, I think is what they call it, at T.R. Miller. And uh, he used to be a good basketball player. But anyway, um, it was thrilling. It was, they're, they're, we've got some pictures on our Facebook and Instagram page, but it just makes you feel good when you can help somebody. Absolutely. I mean, that's why you got into it, Walter, right? Exactly, and that's a great story. And there's so many examples like that that uh, we take for granted our air condition and our heat when we need it. The, the few days a year we need <laughs> our heat. And, uh, you know, for, to be able to, for Bob and them and the company and Linux to be able to help a family like that is tremendous. And, you know, a lot of people hear that and they think, well, that was only one family. But think about how impactful it is for that one family. And you can't do that for everybody. But you help a family a year, well, in five years, you've helped five families. I mean, it just – and then other people get ideas to help people always. Uh, Generosity feeds generosity. And those kids all learned how it felt to be helped. And so hopefully their futures are full of helping. There's no doubt that they they are. I mean, I grew up in a very – you know, average household. My dad was a mailman. My mother was a stay-at-home mom with seven kids, and I just saw them give. And it wasn't giving money or get. It was just, and it was just the way of life in a smaller town and helping people. And I think, and it just became part of who I am because you just see that you grow up that way, like Bob did with his parents. It's like I was saying earlier. Even if you're a small business person, you got ten bucks that you 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 want to give it. Would well, give it to the United Way because you're helping so many people how many uh or what what are you some of your f- i guess you can't really play favorites when you talk <laughs> about programs and through the united way but what are some of the more creative more um out of the box type ideas and, and programs that you guys have implemented well from our agencies that we fund well one of the most recent one is called the baby whisperer program with the uh, exchange center for child abuse prevention pam miles their executive director she's a rock star she in dothan fantastic. yes and they started this program in dothan alabama and it's being copied around the state and i think around the country they go into the two hospitals here in dothan mm-hmm. after uh, a baby is born and now this was pre-covid but they've, they've been adapting to to now but they meet with every new parent so uh whether it's a single mom or a, a couple that has five kids already they meet with everyone and what they're doing is they're they're trying to reach people that need help but they're reaching everybody to do that yeah. and helping them and give them tips on parenting and it's obviously the tremendous benefit is for new parents and for younger parents and it is a tremendous help for single parents because uh some people come from a background where they don't know what they need to know to take home that baby and they it is amazing and actually I, today is the fifth anniversary of brenda who is the baby whisperer that started this program with them was the first person they hired and 
the stories she tells and the lives that they are impacting is tremendous because you're starting at birth. I mean, this is where you're really starting impacting lives. So that that program is just it's one of my favorites because it is something that is uh, special to Dothan. And it's it's crazy when you think about it that they let you leave the hospital with a brand new human. <laughs> yeah. You know, like with no instruction. It's, and they I mean, talk really, about that. Like, I mean, you okay, have to you take a course now, and drive a car, but you have a baby. They just send you off. Yeah. Can I share a short, short, how much time we have? As much as you yeah, want. Man, can I share <laughs> about a baby and going home at just... Um, is it about Brandon taking those twins home? Because he got more well, to bargain talk for. About it's going to be a lot. We're going to be here a long time if he starts talking about Brandon. No, I'm going to talk about when Miss Carla and I took our twins home. And um, our twins, Elizabeth, and I get emotional sometimes. Our twins were born three months premature. Elizabeth Grace weighed three pounds. No, she weighed two pounds, 12 ounces. And Robert weighed three pounds, two ounces. And we went to Birmingham in an ambulance, and we were up there for almost nine weeks. I only came home one night. Uh, I couldn't leave, and I just bought my uncle out, and I'm the sole owner of our company. And I, I, the, those babies were so important to me and, and to nurture them. And we were taking care of customers back home, and everything was getting done, but but a lot of things didn't get taken care of but it didn't matter i that was my priority i I was raised that way and i felt like i needed to be there and i was blessed and fortunate and and it was like my little ministry i i i i had dads that would come in on the weekends that had never fed a baby a bottle or had never changed a diaper and before it was over with the, the uab uh, gave me a swipe key to get in and out i had a little <laughs> office set up i did they gave me a phone that i could call people and do things and we taught people to uh we stayed at the uab townhouse which is a uh, i think we paid 18 or 20 dollars a month to stay there and we taught people at the time we didn't have this was uh, 19 20 years ago we we told people to get uh, answering machines because you can't be on the phone all the time let Leave a message every day. Hey, Elizabeth Grace and Robert weighed so-and-so. They took so-and-so many ounces of, you know, breast milk and all this kind of stuff. And, and then you could leave a message so the mom and dad could get some rest. But that whole experience just transformed and changed my entire life. And, um, and when we got back, now uh, we took our kids to Auburn. Um, I'm still a Roll Tide guy, but War Eagle too, I guess. Uh, Bob, cheers for everybody. We we even bought bought a a place up there uh, for for my son to stay in and my daughter. They'll be rooming next year, but that's a whole other story. But but to see these kids are 19 years old now and to see – um, March of Dimes. That's we were the ambassador family. I think that's right. I can remember they were born on April fifteenth, right? They Their birthday is April fifteenth, and it happened to be Easter Sunday, April fifteenth, and it mm-hmm. was just an incredible blessing. And and what made me think about that when you saying parents taking these kids home? Well, we had to go through a a, a life safety uh, at UAB. They don't play up there, and I had I had. I had to do CPR on a little dummy baby or a little mannequin or whatever. I had to, and I, I blew in and water came all up in my face. It, it was just an experience of a lifetime and it has transformed my life. And what it has taught me is, um, you know, who, who am I to judge anybody? Who am I to, to be mean or ugly to anybody just do what you can and and love everybody i I wear this little bracelet and people ask me it says hwle and and it 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 reminds me of you know what would jesus do well this says he would love first and i found this on the realtor that helped us with a project a young guy that just graduated auburn that helped us find a place uh, a condo that we just bought and this young man had this on there, and so I have bought these, and I'm starting to give them away, and I'll be happy to share if anybody, I don't know how you communicate with podcasts and who does what, but call Bob, and I'll give you one of these. He would love first, and, and that's what the United Way, that Walter Hill is the godfather of goodness, 
uh, I'm so honored just to be sitting here with you, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Well, you're a mentor to me and a great friend. I said we go way back. I mean, before Brandon, I've known him before Brandon was born. But, yeah, uh, and Bob does live that lifestyle. And that's what's important. We live in a very divisive world right now, which saddens me tremendously because we don't have to agree. Bob and I probably don't agree on every issue out there if we sat and talked about it. And we just talk it out and move on and for, wouldn't even think about it again. It's like, can't we agree to disagree like we used to? And I just, uh, anyway, but yes, lo- love first. Because love first. Uh, people need help. Everyone's been helped. I don't care what, where, if you were raised in an extremely wealthy family and was given everything, you were raised that way, so yeah, you didn't know different, but those people helped, your family helped you. Well, and somebody before them helped them. Well, everybody needs to come and help. Some people need more than others, and that's what we're called to do, because uh, to whom much is given, much is expected in return. <laughs> What's the um, best way for someone to get involved with the United Way? Well, it just depends on how they want to get involved. Call us our office. We're on social media. We have a website, and we're easy to find. We're downtown. We own our building. We paid it off about 17 years ago, so we're never leaving downtown Dothan. Um, people can stop by, but uh, reach out to us and ha- let us know how they want to get involved. Now, we have volunteers that we depend on, but we also connect people with our agencies. Uh, we don't just have something every day of the year that people can volunteer, but some of our agencies do. Habitats, Building Homes, the Food Bank, our Rotary Club is going next uh, Wednesday to help package food uh, boxes for families that are in need. And uh, there's always a need. So if we don't need them at the time, we can connect them. But then uh, we need people as well. And then uh, if they work in a company that doesn't do a United Way campaign, that's where we raise most of our money is in companies where people sign up to give through payroll deduction. Uh, We'd love to meet with them. We're adding a few new ones every year. And that's the only way we can grow. Because I get asked, I've been doing this so long, is how can y'all continue to try to raise more money every year? So I did the numbers. This was before any new census numbers. I'll be anxious to do it next year or so that if every person in our six county area, we cover six counties of the Wiregrass, gave 50 cents a week. Now that was every person. So that babies to hundred year olds, uh, we would raise over five and a half million and we raised 2.9 last year. (laughs) So we have a lot of room to grow. (laughs) Those babies need to be shelling out. More exactly, money for sure. exactly. I blame it on the back, infants. Back when, 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 when I did the campaign, how many years? That's been somebody. They all, I have it on a spreadsheet in my computer, but, but I can't I tell. Think we were, I can tell you who did it last year. I think we were two five 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 five. Was that five, your? Five. Yes. I think the two, you were the two five. So, the, so all the five has grown since then. That's and wild. It's, it's, I mean, it's incredible. Just, I've done that uh, leadership Dothan stuff mm-hmm. and. Like we raise obviously not anywhere near that amount of money, but just being able to get out and know that you're doing something that's going to positively affect somebody else. Oh, exactly. Is worth and, every minute. And there's lots of great causes that aren't part of United Way. And then our agencies need, we don't fund any of our agencies hundred percent. We don't raise enough money to, so they're doing other things. Mm-hmm. So it's great. Uh, this past year's, Leadership Dothan class raised money for uh, Exchange Center for Child Abuse yeah. Prevention. The year before, it was for Habitat for mm-hmm. Humanity. Uh, one year, it was the House of Ruth. And they started, Leadership Dothan started the uh, Dothan Walk a Mile in Her mm-hmm. Shoes. And uh, it was a national event, but it had never been held in Dothan. Well, now it's been held every year since then because of Leadership Dothan class started it for House of Ruth. I believe last year, 2019's thing, we did, um, I, that was a class I was in, so... 37 i think um we did a half k 0.5 k and that was for habitat for and, humanity yes yeah, and no, had, the, yeah that was it, for habitat and, and you then, ended up at the thirsty pig yep yep but that morning we did the they walk had, a mile they got shoot. frescas and buttermilk at the thirsty pig that's though. right <laughs> they got it going on um well dudes i appreciate you guys coming and hanging well, out you asked earlier um, about Brandon taking kids home? No, oh. about what we enjoyed or what we liked or what. Yeah, why do you do it? I'm not going to get to the why yet, but right. one of the things that, that that I wanted to mention that's enjoyable for me is mm-hmm. the turkeys from heaven. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is that's at, super fun. Which is at the uh, end of the year, and I've been doing it a long time. It started in uh, Rebecca uh, and Harry Hall and Rebecca Marcella now, but it started in Rebecca and Harry's front yard many, 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 many years ago. And I went over there where we had 
eight or ten, we were frying turkeys at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And it's it's gotten to the point now where we're at the um, peanut festival under the where they have the greasy pig. Yeah, that little arena out there. At the arena, and we we're you know there we're we're cooking over two thousand turkeys and complete meals for for families around Christmas time and. Something that I started, um, I got tired of cooking turkeys. and <laughs> Well, and I've got the grills and cookers, and I get people to, to do all that stuff for me. What I enjoy doing is serving the volunteers. Sure. And we started years ago. I made in, in Harry's front yard. We were all sitting there around 1 o'clock in the afternoon starving to death. And I said, well, we need something to eat. So I started getting gathering some of the turkey innards and stuff like that, and I went to the <laughs> store, bought a chicken, got some rice, and and I cooked my grandmother's soupy chicken and rice, and I fried cornbread. If you guys have never had that recipe, like and, and <laughs> schedule, so I, we started time. that. So now, um, at Turkeys from Heaven, I'm probably feeding 120 or 30 people on 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 um, the day that we cook. And it's my honor and pleasure to serve those that are serving. And that's what I get my thrill from. Now, I've still got people manning. We're, we're, even I help participate. I just I can't cook the turkeys and cook the food. Yeah. So, And then I've, I've created people ask me, all, well, how can I get involved? How can I get involved? Uh, if you want to do something, you know, with your kids coming back from college or your kids out of school or God knows what it'll be like this year with the with the with the uh, COVID nineteen stuff. stuff, but it, it's right a couple of days before Christmas, and um, you reach out to me, and I'll get you involved some mm-hmm. way. Yeah, and United Way's been involved from almost the first year, about the second or third year. Rebecca reached out to me. We've been friends since she moved to Dothan, and they were wanting to add more and more people to help, and so we connected them with people in need through United Way agencies, and then now they use, utilize our agencies as well as churches on finding the people that are really in need to get these meals. And like it's usually December 23rd is the day they deliver them. And how many families have did you deliver to last year? Do you remember? Over 2,000. Um, the year before was 2,500, and we, we told that, that we just couldn't. The, the, the issue, you, we, we've gotten smart now. We cook the turkeys. We start on the 21st or the 22nd. Because once you cook these turkeys, they've got to be cooled down. You you can you think about you can't handle what, them. What do you handle it? So so we've got a what they call it a, re, a reefer trailer, and we y'all ought to just come out and, and do a drive by on the twenty mm-hmm. third this year, and you'll see something really cool happening. Then the next day, we bring all that stuff downtown to the. Um, the art museum and there's a whole nother process of they're making green bean casseroles they're putting putting a whole meal together with the turkeys that we had already cooked and and then it it, it people volunteer they come to they'll take they'll ride by and say i'll take four turkeys i'll take five turkeys or whatever and then they go deliver these meals and there's nothing like um having your spoiled brat kids i'm sorry to say go at Christmas time to walk up to a door and knock on the door and hand them a, a full meal to people that are truly in need. I just think it's life transformed. Oh, I think it's probably been the one event in Dothan that's impacted more young people because so many families do the delivering yes. and they uh, get in their cars with their kids and they, they give you the name and address exactly where to go and you put in your GPS and take it right there. And uh, I've heard numerous stories from from parents how their kids are impacted, and they talk about it for days and weeks afterwards. Yeah. And they do it year after year. It's really we've always done it with our kids since they were little. Get them involved with a charity around Christmas, um, and it ends up being one of their favorite memories. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember working in a soup kitchen. I was in high school. We were going through. Um, I can't remember what it was not communion what's the next one confirmation mm-hmm. and so we had to work in a soup kitchen as part of our class thing. and i will never forget um meeting a kid that was coming to eat that looked just like me i mean mm-hmm. if we had gone to school together mm-hmm. I would. that's have, when it hits I, home yeah, yeah i would have and i've never forgotten that you know you people are hungry all the time when they could be sitting next to you in your office or the child next to your child in class and right 
it's very humbling. Yeah, I could never give examples of my family being helped by any kind of United Way agency or similar organizations until Hurricane Katrina hit. And I grew up on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, so two of my brothers were on the Mississippi Gulf Coast with their families, and one was in New Orleans. Of course, they all evacuated, and luckily they had three our they came to three other different siblings' houses. So one brother came to my house, one went to my sister in Vicksburg, one went to my sister in Texas. And when they got home and uh, one of them had major devastation to their house, one had a lot of devastation, one had minor. But the ones with the most, they were helped by lots of people, given meals by Salvation Army, uh, given uh, bottled water groups just driving through, giving them bottled, cold bottled water to drink while they're cleaning out their houses, uh, people bringing gallons of Clorox bleach donating it to them that were you know different groups helping and it really really hit home with me then because I that was my fa- and there was nothing I could do other than I mean my wife took a car loaded stuff down there for them but you know you're you want to help and all and just to know that these groups were helping my family was tremendous one of the things one of my favorite things about getting involved and going out and actually being the boots on the ground delivering stuff is you get to look into somebody else's life briefly Mm -hmm. and it makes you over time that makes you more empathetic that makes you give more that makes you realize what's really important is none of us know what we're doing when when it comes to life we're all like literally every day is the most i'm here and in it to win it day you know what i mean it's a blessing absolutely (laughs) Absolutely. yeah (laughs) and being able to use that time and use things to make the world more positive and make it a more enjoyable place for everybody. I don't see any reason that people wouldn't get behind. I don't know why people aren't just over here just throwing money at you yeah. <laughs> as we speak. Me either. I don't know either. But <laughs> I mean, that's the best way to. I mean, giving back is. I do what I can with the local, and we do like I help Bob with feel the love stuff, and um, turkeys from heaven's always a blast. Don't fly a drone under that uh, arena canopy because you will lose satellite and it'll crash itself oh. <laughs> but uh yeah just life lessons at every turn with you guys um i appreciate it oh actually let me talk to you about walter's diner real quick okay. and bob you might want to chime in on this too walter's he's he's had some goodies from walter's oh, diner how did that start is that just it Christmas star- gifts no it started from me hosting my staff when you uh when i was hired 17 and a half years ago in my final interview it was a long six month process from the day i interviewed till i was hired i think about four or five months anyway uh i talked about putting the fun in fundraising because fundraising is hard and i i don't get asked this anymore because i'm 57 and people realize it's my career now but for years i would get asked by close friends and even some family uh when are you going to do something else and make some money. <laughs> yeah, when are you going to get a real job? <laughs> and I tried that and I was miserable and I had to get back into nonprofit because that's just where I was called to do and that's where my gifts are. So anyway, I believe in putting the fund in fundraising. Staff turnover and nonprofits nationwide is high for several reasons. One, it's hard and they get burnt out, but also they make really great contacts and people our friends hire them away from us sometimes and uh i'm one of those people i never like to lose somebody but when somebody leaves for a better opportunity that i can't give them i'm happy for them sad for us happy for them and you move on and then you i'm a i look at the glasses half full so then we look at the opportunity to bring in somebody with new ideas but my staff was i was having them over for lunches for parties i had i mean we only have there's seven of us now total there were six at one time seven total uh one's part-time but anyway we, I've had baby showers at my house for them, wedding showers, Christmas lunches, just we need to get together lunches because I do like to cook and entertain and all. And I'm not a chef. I just like to cook and eat. And so one day it became Walter's Diner. And then it, it was, you know, kind of like a nickname happens. And then mm-hmm. it, somebody else, they, they repeated that. And when are we coming back to Walter's Diner? And then the next thing you know, I have uh, a bowl that's got it engraved on it. I've got uh, hand towels they gave me with Walter's Diner on it. I have a cutting board with Walter's Diner. And then I had a friend from Dothan who's back here now, but she and her husband were living in South Carolina. And she created a logo and sent That's me so stickers because awesome. then it did become some get Christmas presents. And all. Anyway, it just kept growing. But my wife used to get asked, Walter has a restaurant? This is people from out of town. I'm like, no, it's our kitchen. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're not open. We have no open hours. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you two could uh, open some solid 
breakfast joint together. We could, but neither one of us want to get paid for it. I, well, no, could, because nobody could, can afford to no, pass because I can, one, I'm only right. doing it. The large, let's see, for my mother-in-law's 80th birthday, I think we had 24 women at our house, most of them around eight. Well, they were all around 80. Um, that's probably the biggest crowd, just because we don't have a big house. And I like everybody to sit, and I'm not the, you know, anyway. And uh, and that was great, and I did all the food for that and all that. But uh, but I like, you know, 10 to 12, for, you know. We do. We can see, you know, sixteen at eight at the dining room table. Eight, at the, but then you're separated, and part of the fun of getting together is all being at one Everybody table, around and so you know. I agree with. That's why we at our place created the Turner Room, so we can sit like a hundred people now. So. I've taken your idea to uh, exactly, which is a great room. I've yeah. had the events there and been to events there, and it's yeah. a great opportunity. So maybe we'll get Walter convenient. To get down to Call Bob's we'll do kitchen. Do some guest <laughs> spots. Yeah. <laughs> well, how about I guess all the social media stuff at Wiregrass United Way. What? Uh, how do people get a hold of you if they want to get get more involved with United? Way? Oh yeah, social media. Uh, call seven nine two nine six six one. Nobody's gonna remember that, but you can Google us. We've got. Uh, website, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, we're pretty easy to find. And oh, yeah. so people need to reach out, get involved, uh, get your whole family involved, get your company involved. Like Bob talked about, Bob's company is very, uh, he just, he has that work environment. He's created that and his employees see that. And not everybody has that. Not everybody. I have friends and family that work in environments that aren't like that. And uh, I think it really creates a good company culture when you take time, you stop down for a charity because it brings the staff together. I, I just, I yeah. like working for people that do that. Exactly. And tomorrow, actually, we're uh, having our staff United Way campaign. So we'll, there's seven of us. We're meeting for lunch. No, I'm not cooking for them. <laughs> WRC is one of our United Way agencies. I just couldn't add it to the, a busy week in the middle of the week. But, uh, all of our employees will be given a place for them, and we've had 100% participation every year. Last year, our seven employees gave over $6,000 themselves That's to Wiregrass United Way. Now, they see it firsthand. People ask me, how do you keep doing this so long? And I said, well, really, one of the smartest things I've done, because I'm a hard worker. I don't know that I'm that smart, but I'm a hard worker. But one of the smartest things I've done is I've kept myself involved intentionally in our funds distribution process, and that's how we, we visit our 39 agencies every year. Now, no, no one person goes to all 39 we have four committees but i go with one committee every year so i see a fourth of our agencies every year now sometimes i'm going to see the other ones in between go to their you know tour but i mean i'm going to see a fourth of them every year and i'm talking about sit down meetings where we're looking at their budgets and how many people they're helping what they're doing and the pros and the cons because no organization's perfect and what what do they need to improve on what 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 have they improved on and we do that and i get rejuvenated because i see all the great things going on out there and they are tremendous the lives that are being impacted right here in our wiregrass area is unbelievable and that's what i try to get people that kind of doubt nonprofits, doubt united way doubting our agencies i said then you give me 30 minutes and i'll pick an agency and we'll go tour and i will change your mind a hundred percent of the time not 90 percent of the time i will change their mind a hundred percent of the time mm-hmm. because that you you just see it and you see how lives are being impacted and it's unbelievable and people people think their their donation won't matter and then we have our agency say what they can do with ten dollars they can do a lot with ten dollars mm-hmm. yeah they need a lot more than ten dollars but they can do a lot and they and so and then it multiplies we we don't want anybody to give we don't want bob to give so much you know it hurts his business it hurts his employees his we want people to be comfortable with what they're giving because then we're, we want everybody to give. I mean, our goal is 100%. We want to reach 100% of the population and then have an opportunity to give. We know not everybody's going to give, but we want every business to have an opportunity to give, every employee to have an opportunity to give because we know that once they learn about how the money spent, where the money spent, the lives that are impacted, we don't want Bob's employees to give because Bob was our chairman 10 right, years ago. Sure, right. We want him to, to endorse it and promote it, but we want them to learn about it. We want them to ask questions. Why do they spend the money on this? Why are they doing this program? How are the lives impacted? What does the food bank do with a million pounds of food a month? That's a lot of food. What, how does it get to the families? We want them to ask those questions because we want you to give because you believe in it, because then you'll, be, you'll give more and you'll give uh, a long term. Yes, consistently. Thank you. <laughs> and, and it's a lot more sustainable, too. Like As you build this book of i won't call it clientele but as as you build this book of donors year after year after year after year i mean if you're if they're giving so much that they're 
business is suffering, then that's not a sustainable business model, right? Exactly. And you know, they have to get to, what's comfortable with their... Absolutely. You know. And then everybody, hopefully everybody else fills in the gaps accordingly. Correct. That's and, the dream. And people give... Uh, we live... I tell people all the time, I mean, we live in a very generous community. I mean, very... And I say community, I mean all six counties of the Wiregrass. Very generous. Let and, me mention something. I don't think you'll mind me saying this <laughs> to you business ladies and guys out there. Uh the United Way will take in-kind services as well. There's Absolutely. all sorts of services. Um, you know, some people's budgets are, are tight right now, but if you can if, if you can reach out to Walter and there's a need for some type of labor or air conditioning or <laughs> electrical work or plumbing work or stuff of that, there's other ways. That, now, we need the cash. We oh, need the sure. money. But um, it's the spirit of giving that that really helps, and and we we've got some experience with, with yes, y'all. Bob and his company's done that for us as well as other companies because everything we don't have to pay for, then that's more money we can give our agencies, and that's our goal. I mean, we only operate out of on about eighteen percent of what we raise to operate on. That's for all expenses. And to be able to do that and give the rest to our agencies is tremendous. And our goal, we tell potential donors. Our goal is to have the greatest impact with their dollars uh, in the wiregrass. And we can't do that by hiring more staff and spending it on frivolous stuff. So uh, I've mentioned this in my 18th campaign several times. Well, I mean, we have the same number of staff. We, we, we have some different positions that we did, but we have the same number of staff as we had my very first year. And people said, how are you raising so much more? It was 2.2 was our goal that year. How are you raising so much more with, with – um, the same number of staff. Why not? Why haven't you added any any per staff to your team? I said because we add volunteers. Yeah. <laughs> I said we recruit volunteers every. I said if we added staff, that would be a lot more money, and, and we don't need them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, we're we're trying to maintain. I don't know that we can cut our overhead much more because we're very frugal. But but we can always recruit more volunteers, and then that's the work they're doing. We we cannot ever afford to pay for everybody we would have no money to give the agencies because we have in an average year we have over a thousand volunteers and that's just with our organization because you'll have big companies uh, like m1 out at fort rucker that does all the helicopter maintenance they're they're the largest employer in our six counties well they're they have lots of united way volunteers because they have to reach people at three different shifts at all those different fields and offices out there so every person that's coordinating for their team for their department is a united way volunteer and so just out there i mean that's that's a lot we could never have our staff would have to move out there we we still couldn't do it all also you know companies can get involved but it's really important when i we talked about earlier your children getting involved because when they apply for college when they try to get into the military you know all of those applications job applications everything asked (laughs) what other skills what else have you done and being able to list different charities that you have been a part of is huge on any application so it's not just important personally but it will get you ahead by volunteering it's a great benefit world we're just finishing up with a local high school senior uh he's just started his senior year this month and he's been baking pound cakes for united way it's called baking a difference and we get 100 percent of the proceeds and I don't know how much it's going to be yet, but he's done it. He's doing it for three organizations during his senior year uh, for his community service hours. And that's just tremendous. And uh, he grew up in a family that likes to cook. And his, uh, I think his aunt is who, uh, a friend of mine, I, I didn't even know they were related and found out this is his aunt. And she's a great baker. And I think she, he's cooked with her a lot. And they're delicious. And uh, we get 100% of the proceeds. And that was just somebody that came to us and likes to bake and is doing this. And uh, who doesn't love a good pound cake? <laughs> our church just bought 60 of them. The, he does many loaves and regulars. And our church bought 60 and gave every teacher at Fane Elementary. We adopted them. So we gave every um, teacher yesterday at Fane Elementary in their back to school goodie bag a, uh, a mini pound cake, a loaf pound cake. Ooh, there's, I wish my wife was out there <laughs> instead of the silly Kelly Spring. Not Kelly Springs. I don't even know where my wife teaches anywhere. <laughs> they keep moving her around. Uh, well, I appreciate you guys coming out this morning, man. I know we all got stuff to get back to, but, man, like anybody that wants to get involved with United Way, check out at Wiregrass United Way on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can Google it. I'll, uh, I'll list the phone number down in the little description. Um, 
Bob, great to see you, man. Awesome. I, I want to. One of the last things I want to say is I've got a new name for Walter. Uh oh. The Wiregrass is Godfather of kindness, goodness, and love. Hmm. I'll Photoshop him a logo. He, for he's that. one of my heroes, man. I love you, buddy. Fist bumping going across the table. You guys are some of the most influential dudes in the area, so keep it up. And thank you. Yeah. Cool. Thank y'all. Be cool. Yeah, be what's happening, guys. If you're interested in having your story featured on the local podcast, hit us up at wiregrasslocal at gmail.com or give us a shout on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the local podcast.